Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Well, good morning, my friend. Good morning, Jillian. You know what? We've had this really serious conversation. Absolutely. It, it needs to be dealt with now and forever. Okay. Okay. Go for it. So, you know, listeners, that my lab rat's name is Stella. Mm. And um, we have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> We've forgotten what Mary's lab rat's name was. Yeah, and we it, think it may be Harold or something like that. Something. It was a male name. And I remember you looking at me like cross-eyed, like, why would you choose that? It just came out of my mouth. Anyway. I've decided uh, I don't like it. He's He's been released from the lab. He's living <laughs> the life on the farm right now. So we need a new lab rat name. And what do you choose? I am going to choose Lucy. Okay. So Lucy it is. Lucy Welcome. it is. Welcome, Lucy. Thank you. You're in for a ride, my uh, friend. Yes. <laughs> yes. This was a very important deep conversation because I was like, you know, I have to go back and listen to our previous podcast to determine what my lab rat name is. Let's <laughs> do some serious homework. <laughs> so, oh, anyway. Gosh. All right, Lucy and Stella, here we are. Here we are. And I think actually part of the reason why we're reintroducing our lab rats <laughs> is because we are willing for the in the name of science to be a part of this process. I thought I was getting paid for this. <laughs> What do you mean, willing? <laughs> Seriously. Lab, lab rats don't get paid. Sorry. Dang. Well, but I will reassure you that we will keep you alive and no injury is intended to your ratness. It's not really a <laughs> singing endorsement there. Okay. 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 For, for the sake of science and for the sake of our listeners, I, Stella, <laughs> promise to play by the rules. She's holding up her little paw. <laughs> Okay, so today uh, we had talked about how important it is to talk about this topic because COVID sucks, hashtag. COVID sucks big time, hashtag. And, you know, we've been just tracking with each other on how we've dipped in and out of misery through that. And so I thought, you know, let's talk about it. Let's be the lab rats to talk about how we're doing emotionally and in the process, give our listeners permission to do that emotional processing, but also let's give them some tools. Okay. And there's even a formal name for what we call it in the psychological world. We call it emotional regulation skills. Okay. So you can Google that. Um, Great. And we will certainly um, add some links uh, in our show notes for different tools that you can use with this. But I wanted to start off talking about this because, let's get honest, this <laughs> this has not been an easy time. And part of the challenge has been, for me as a two, which is all about trying to stay positive and, you know, caring for others, and for you as an eight... Ugh. being all about being strong and I'm saying quotes and in control is that sometimes we don't get really honest about how bad things have been. And, I, and I, I'm not saying that um, <clears throat> to alarm our listeners. No. But, you Because know, we want to be honest. We just want to be honest. Okay, so I hit the wall. Okay, tell me about I it. I hit my wall. Yeah. So I think I was doing okay for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last week... You know, we didn't get the shipment of the vaccines we're expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a mess with the numbers of reported vaccines in arms. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was this report that came out that 
really maybe we were being uh, fleeced a little bit and, Mm -hmm. you know, the rollout of the timeline of vaccines wasn't really until Mm mid-2022. And I'm telling you, Mm. I woke up on Sunday morning, I ate a big fat cinnamon roll for breakfast. Ah. Okay? I'm feeling that. I was feeding my stress hormones. Yeah. And then I kind of got into a little tiff with my hubby mm-hmm. because he said something that I interpreted the wrong way. Yeah. And I got into a bit of a mood. Mm-hmm. And then um, I went back to bed. Right. I had a little, a little snoozy. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up and I'm like, I'm not going to get out of bed today. Wow. Which is not like me That's at all. It's not like you at all. I know that. And then I lay there and wrestled with my thoughts and thought all kinds of things. Um, and did the inner critic was on overdrive. Mm. And then I ended up taking my dog for a walk because I thought the warm, you know, the warm air, it was minus 17, haha, <laughs> would help me. And it I would started, like certainly slap you in the yeah, face with begrudgingly the- did that. And then I came back and I ate a bag of chips for lunch. Huh. Like wow. talk about feeding my stress hormones. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was feeling really bad about myself. Right. Cause then of course you're beating yourself up for having of done course. that. And I had to go, Jillian, what on earth is going on? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm done with COVID. I've, yeah. hit, I've hit the wall. Right. I got nothing in the tank for this. Yeah. And that's the challenge when there's situation happening around us that we have no control over. No. Like, how do we manage that? And the ups and downs, I'm like, oh, there's a vaccine. We're going to be free to start moving around yeah. to like, what? It may be not till 2022. Now I have to wear two masks when yeah, I go out. I know. Really? Yeah, yeah I know. So, yeah, so that was, I was really having a bad day. And I do not want, um, you know, I was feeling depressed. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I suffer from depression Mm -hmm. because I, that is a different, you know, that is different altogether. Yeah, yeah. But, and then I was feeling guilty because thinking, oh, you know, there are people that are really, really struggling. Well, I was just going to comment about that because, um, you know, part of being human is that we do feel depressed, but because we do know of others who actually suffer from clinical That's depression, right. it's easy to kind of go, well, who am I to complain about it? And then we shut it down. Right. And we can always find somebody who's suffering more than we are, but that doesn't give the space that you need to have compassion for what you're going through. No. And we've talked about this before in earlier podcasts. If we don't have self-compassion, then we're going to get stuck in this loop of negative feelings, self-criticism, on and on and on we go, and it doesn't actually shift. And one thing I've come to learn is that as I give myself space to feel the feels, yep, uh, but not let them control me, which is not always easy, um, then I'm actually much more successful in getting through that. And circumstances haven't changed around me, no. but they have... Um, They've, they've, I, f- I feel like I'm able to get through it. Better. And as an eight, mm-hmm. uh, normally if that was going on with me, I would just keep it all to myself. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Get on with it. Yeah. And I reached out to you mm-hmm. and I sent my siblings an email. Wow. Good and for I told you. Them, good like, for you. I'm eating my feelings well, today. You know, and I also really appreciate, Stella, that you're telling us today because I think it's important that. Um, 
you know, people see that this is normal to have these experiences. I'm sitting here listening to, and I just feel empathy for what you went through. And honestly, I did start thinking about the cinnamon roll and I started to imagine it and I could almost smell it. It was really good to begin with. Uh, It was a really good thing. But then, you know, all that sugar and then the potato chips on top of that. And then I had to say to my my husband later, I said, like, I'm just having a really hard day. Right. Like, it actually is not about you at all. Mm -hmm. Because, of course... His nine is going, I need to keep her happy. And we're right. like, oh, you can't yeah. do anything for yeah. me today. Yeah. Just listen. I think for me, um, I feel more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, fragile is not the right word, but I feel like uh, I'm more quick to react. I, like I have normally, <laughs> probably too much, but I normally have pretty good self-control over my emotions, but I feel like I'm just kind of bleeding a little bit more mm. than usual. And uh, I, I, I kind of go, thank goodness we're in isolation because people don't get to see all these uglies coming out. Yeah. And the way uglies come out for me is um, I'm not as overt in expressing anger. Uh, I, I'm going to, I tend to be more irritable. Mm. And, um, and then I go into like, I got to be honest, sulky. Yes. Sadness where I feel sorry for myself. Yeah. And uh, and then I can stay there for quite some time. Yeah. Um, wallow a little bit. I, I do wallow a little bit. So um, not that long ago, I got into a tiff with my husband as well. And it was really over the silliest thing. And I realized that... Um, so I said some things I shouldn't have. And uh, kudos to him. He's so much more able to be honest with me. Like, frankly, being married to a psychologist is one of the toughest That would be things. the scariest thing for me. Yes. I mean, I have all the language. Uh, and the other thing, too, is I was able to say it in a pretty calm way. So when I speak calmly, I can hide from myself the fact that I actually was jabbing him. Yes. And I was being critical. Because you were doing it in such a clinical way. I'm so good at it. <laughs> anyway, so here I go. I was doing that. And and thank goodness he had the ability to kind of say, um, that really hurt. Oh, uh, As opposed to what he would have done in the past, where he would just withdraw, which would have made me feel even more angry, and I would have poked even harder at that. So he was able to say that. So that caused me to pause and kind of go, oh, what was going on? And I was able to realize that all that, poking him with criticism was actually about me. And it was about the fact that I was feeling that my needs were not being met. Right. Because I was feeling like, especially like shaky and icky and all those feels. And I wanted him to kind of comfort me. (laughs) But instead of telling him I was feeling bad and can he give me a hug or can we kind of go and watch something funny, I instead poked at him. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because we all play out this emotional dysregulation in different ways. Yeah. And I think when we are able to name it, Mm -hmm. what's going on, it's actually really helpful because how you play out emotional dysregulation Mm -hmm. and how I play it out are very different. Right. And yet you'd think by now we'd kind of (laughs) know, right? Hey, I know exactly but, what's well, happening here. The thing with our emotions is our emotions lie to us. Like we I, can get in this place of just like a, a swarm of emotional like hormones in our brain and we can't see our way through it. 
Right. And for me, like the last thing I need to do is when I'm going down that road is to eat sugar. I know. Like seriously. I know. But my body is like craving, like it's like, well, you're stressed out. Let's just feed the hormones, girl. Yeah. And you let's can just, feel good for a little bit. Let's just carb all it all out. 30 seconds. Well, it felt good for a lot more than 30 <laughs> okay. seconds. Okay. But, but then there's a crash. But then there's this crash and yeah. it's just... Yeah. Anyway, anyway. So now you have a little glimpse into how... just kind of how it plays out for us. And for me as an eight on the Enneagram, it's about getting back to control. Mm-hmm. And of course, I've got to say to myself, Jillian, mm-hmm. the only thing you can actually control in this whole situation is how you handle yourself. Right. Like the, follow the public health rules, do your due diligence. But beyond that, there is nothing you can do. Right, right. Right? Yeah. And I think... Um, I'd like to kind of reinforce, and we've talked about this before when we've talked about stress, but like, I think when we recorded that stress thing, we were just at the front end. I think so. Yeah. In fact, I don't know if COVID even had started. Anyway, now that we're deep into it, the stress is up the wazoo, as I like to say. Um, I think it's important to differentiate between the stressor which is COVID and, uh, you know, kids at home. The economy. economy, all sorts of things. The dead of winter, everything. Yeah, Um, Differentiate the stressor from stress. Because stress actually is a physiological and emotional response that we have in reaction to something that's happening out there. Okay. And so we often don't have control over what's happening out there, but we do have control over what's happening in us. Right. Back and to our internal locus of control exactly. versus external, external locus, locus of, of control. control. So recognizing that um, when something happens, it triggers a whole flood of emotions that go through me. And uh, I can then uh, manage my emotions. And as a result, I can actually manage my stress. Oh, if you're going to walk me through this today, this I is gold. I am. I am. Stella the lab rat is at your beck and call. <laughs> okay. So does that mean that you'll do this exercise? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she says sheepishly as yes. she rolls her eyes and yes. gives Mary the face. Yeah. There's a lot of faces happening. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking that Stella is a little bit resistant here. But anyway, um, so with um, recognizing that we're actually feeling it. And, and by the way, one of the most important things to recognize is that our emotional response is happening um, without rational thought. So a stressor happens and right away we have an emotional response. 100% of everything that we experience goes to the emotional center of our brain. So when you're not paying attention to your emotions, when you're suppressing it, when you're denying it, when you're eating it, then unfortunately you're not able to regulate or manage your emotions. So if you can first of all recognize that 100% of everything we experience is experienced through the emotional part of our brain, and that is good and it's okay to pay attention to our emotions. Okay. Okay. So let's go back to... So don't shame yourself about your emotions. Right. So... Stella, can I ask you as I walk people through this for you to reflect on what you just shared about the uh, moment with the Cinnabon? Cinnabon. I'm doing it for you, listeners. Okay. I'm doing it for you. So let's start off with you. Uh, you had just heard all the news about what's happening with the vaccine. Okay, so I want you to now think about uh, the emotions that you felt when you yep. heard the news. I felt sad, mm. disheartened frustrated, 
trapped, um, stuck. Uh, like, if the rapture's going to happen, can it happen today? Um, I wanted to be, like, I wanted to escape, mm-hmm. um, to run away. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be rescued from it, mm. the stress of it. Uh, I wanted to hire a plane and go get the vaccines and bring them. Like, that goes right back into my control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt I felt let down. I felt very... Um, I felt like maybe we were being manipulated with information, which is always a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I was feeling all those things. Okay. So now I want you to layer on top of that self-compassion. So if your friend was telling you all of that, right? how would your response be? Because I know, I know in your head, you went down the inner critic, yes, beating yourself up road, which certainly did not help. So Stella, yeah, be Stella to your Stella. Okay. And what would you say to yourself out of self-compassion? I'd say, listen, Stella, we don't have all the facts right now. Mm -hmm. What we're hearing is a little piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And it's a really big puzzle. Right. And it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And this is global. Like it's not, you know, it's affecting everyone. And you're feeling all of that. Yes. And it's okay to feel all that because this is an overwhelming situation that we've never navigated before. Right. So you are, it's okay to feel all the things. Right. Right. Now I want you to extend that self-compassion to uh, when you reflect back on the actions you took, which was to eat your emotions. So how would you be compassionate towards yourself for that? Oh, that cinnamon bun looks so good. (laughs) Okay, you're getting distracted here. <laughs> I would say uh, this is this is see this is harder. I know exactly. I would say so. It sounds like you're looking for a way to soothe yourself, my mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to have a cinnamon bun. Right, that's what you need. Right, you know, tastes good, looks mm-hmm. good, smells good. Mm-hmm. It's appealing to all your senses. So mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. Don't feel bad about it. Right. Okay, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna coach you a little bit. I, okay. I'm gonna add on what I would say to you. Okay, this is Lucy st- talking to Stella here as I'm stroking your little furry head. <laughs> um, you know, like uh, it's it's okay to have done that. Um, it's completely human and natural that you're gonna be feeling um, upset over the news that you heard. And to be looking for comfort because deep down, that's what you need. You need encouragement. You need comfort. You need to uh, feel understood. Uh, you need to feel less alone. Yeah. So it makes sense that you would have done that because you were in bed and that was the easiest thing for you to reach out to. And you see what I did too, though? Mm. I isolated myself. You did. So I did the thing that I actually needed. Right. Um, I needed to be comforted. Mm-hmm. And yet what I did was I went and retreated. Right, right. Of course, because I'm an eight. Right. But then what you did do that was healthy is that you did go out with uh, your dog for a walk. I did. Yeah. And that helped. Didn't totally stop it, but it helped. And then you also had a nap. Yeah. So you did do some things that were actually what your body was telling you. And that's the other thing I would say about this emotional regulation thing that we're talking about is pay attention to the emotion, give yourself self-compassion, but also spend some time digging underneath the emotions and the actions to what do you actually need? What was it that you needed during that time? I needed someone to just put their big arm around me and just pat my head. Right. Like seriously. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So then being able to do that, 
Now, the next thing is to reframe it for the next time around. What can you learn from that? Well, I can learn that it's okay. Like, yeah. it, it's okay to feel all the feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to acknowledge them and not get busy. See, this, this is what I normally do. I normally go and get very busy with things mm-hmm. um, when I feel stressed. I have to be doing something because I have to have control. Right. So I'll go and do something like the laundry or whatever Mm -hmm. because I have control over that. Right. Where in this case, I didn't do that. Right. Which made me feel like I was wallowing. Uh Uh-huh. So the next time I would allow myself maybe to go have a bubble bath Mm -hmm. because that's something I enjoy. Yeah. And I would go and say to my husband, I need a big old hug. Great. Amazing. There you go. Yeah. You did awesome, Stella. Thank you. Yeah. So listeners, um, thank you, Jillian, for allowing yourself to be a subject of this. And, you know, that was just a simple um, exercise that we went through for a a one-off situation that Jillian was going through. So I'm not wanting to simplify it, but the same token is actually simpler than we realize. If we think about the human body, when we feel stress, there is a need for there to be release, uh, which could be a hot Mm -hmm. bath, a walk, hug from your hubby, whatever it is. But so importantly is to have compassion, to experience compassion, and to also not feel so alone through it. Right. Those are the key um, strategies that build our resilience to handle the tough stuff of life. And it sounds simple, but the hard part of it is to regularly exercise that and to do that for ourselves. So here, I can get that. Like when when you're talking me through it, I totally get it. Yeah. But it felt so foreign to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's not my usual coping method. That's right. So it felt so foreign to me. And that's why I was kind of beating myself up for right. it. Because I was actually allowing myself to feel the feelings. Mm-hmm. And they were not pretty. Right. They were not pretty. So that's that's the thing. that, And we're going to be um, going into a, a series of a couple of episodes talking about the whole thing about um, self-awareness, living the examined life. And um, one of the things we're going to talk about is um, that that uh, awareness of our emotions and how it impacts us and how it impacts others too. So keep stay tuned for that. This is just for me, you realize. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was. We just recorded a therapy session. Yeah. Um, so for me too, um, what I have come to realize... Uh, and, I, and we're going to talk about this more in, in uh, th- those episodes I talk about, is the ability to, resilience for me is the ability to hold onto the, 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 my humanity and my vulnerability. So I was feeling sad. I was feeling hurt. Yeah. I was feeling angry. Um, but that didn't diminish the fact that I am resilient, that I do have faith, that I can get through this. Um, we can hold the two. It's not one or the other. In fact, um, which we're going to talk about later in another episode about uh, integration is being able to bring the humanity and the vulnerability and what we would see as weaknesses together with our strengths, That's so our good. faith and our courage and all those great things. So just it makes because, me see, think of one of those old fashioned scales, yeah. you know, where when one side is so way down, mm-hmm. the other is kind of like up in the air. Right. So bringing balance to both of those, that's right. a really good visual for me. Yeah. So I think it's important that we keep that in mind. And so thank you for sharing from your place of vulnerability, because I look across from you and I know it's not just a pretend thing. I know you are a resilient, uh, courageous, strong, faithful woman. And I know 
that you will get through it. And I've seen you get through some pretty intense difficulties because of all those strengths you have. But what I'm loving, loving, loving is as you're bringing the other part, which is the vulnerability, the the recognition of your need for tenderness, um, the, the compassion that you show yourself, because as that's coming together, I'm seeing more and more of the beauty of who you are emerging. So Well, it, it has been a hard, long road, mm-hmm. um, and I'm seeing it too, which is great, yeah. because I've been really leaning into developing some of those things to, uh, you know, grow in um, my own personal life. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm seeing it, but it's, it's really hard. Yeah. It's hard work. It's hard work, oh, but it's so worth it because the fruit is unbelievable. Okay, so um, here's a therapeutic tip uh, I'm going to give to you, the listeners. And it's not one that I invented. It's one that's uh, a common one that's used in the... uh, There's a a therapy called uh, Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, DBT, uh, which... By the way, if if there are people out there who are struggling with managing their emotions uh, and continue to loop, it is fantastic. So they teach okay. some basic skills around uh, mindfulness. And mindfulness is not, uh, some people are afraid, Christians are afraid of that word because it sounds like new agey. It's not. It's just about being present to how you feel. Um, and being able to hold that in a sort of objective way, but with compassion. All right, so mindfulness, it, uh, there's uh, strategies around how you regulate your emotions, how you manage interpersonal conflict, and how you tolerate distress. Mm. So this particular one, we're going to be talking about a strategy called STOP. Okay. And it's S-T-O-P-P. Uh, and it's a strategy that's going to help you in the heat of the moment when you're dealing with intense emotions. So it does have the DBT I mentioned as well as CBT and um, some mindful uh, focusing in a way that's going to help you address your emotional response, uh, especially if the trigger is is pretty intense. Okay, so stop. S stands for stop. Ooh. Yeah. So it's just pause for a moment and then T take a breath. So we've talked about breathing before. This is so important that you do that. But as you're breathing, notice your breathing as you breathe in and out and breathe slowly. And I often say to people, breathe in uh, four, six, and eight count. So if you breathe in with four, hold it for six, breathe out for eight. That's really hard. It is hard. You have to practice that. It is so good though. And if you do that, a few times and you're paying attention to as the breath is going in and out of your body and you're looking at where your breathing should come, which is your diaphragm, so it's not shallow, um, do that. And then so stop, take a breath, and then O is observe. Okay. And so once you've had some calming through the breathing, you're now going to go and observe what's going on. So what thoughts are going through your mind right now? You know, what's your focus of attention? Where are you focusing on? What are you reacting to? And then really importantly, what are the sensations you're noticing in your body? So you're just kind of tuning in to what's actually happening right now. And then P is pull back or put in some perspective. So what's the bigger picture? You know, take the helicopter view of, you know, what's the overall big picture. And like you did in your scenario, Jillian, is you took the bigger picture of this is an ongoing challenge we're having with COVID. You have no control over it, but there are some things you can do. So what's another way of looking at the situation? What would a trusted friend say to me right now? And is this thought a fact or is an opinion? That is so important. Right? 
Yeah, because a lot of our thoughts, you know, it's so hard to convince people when they think their opinion is actually fact, because we know this already. We will pay attention to data that supports our opinion on things. We will talk about this in a future episode. Yes. How much we think our opinions are right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Okay. So, you know, what might be a more reasonable explanation for what's going on? And, you know, like if I'm having this strong reaction to somebody and I'm thinking they're out to get me, if I pull back and kind of go, well, maybe they're just having a bad day. That would be really helpful. Yeah. Okay. So then P... Oh, sorry. And the last thing you would ask with the um, P is, you know, how important is this right now? Where am I going to be in six months time? Like, how am I going to think about this in six months time? You know, my overreaction and that time is going to be like, what What was that all about? Right? Exactly. And then P, practice, practice, practice what works. So what's the best thing to do right now? for me, for others, for the situation. So like in your situation, Jillian, that you went for a walk, you took a nap. And what can I do that fits with my values? That's really important. You know, this is so important because I'm looking at the practice, what works. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we always say this, you've been living with old patterns for so long and they're so easy to fall back into that when you are trying to put a new tool in your toolbox, a skill that you're developing, you have to continue to practice it until it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. And I love that question about what can I do that fits in with my values? Because knowing what your values are, I was just having a a coaching session with a a beloved young lady uh, and hope she's listening. And it's a shout out to you. And I won't name you, but you know who I'm talking about. And she was talking about her core values of courage and authenticity. And love those values. But think about it. If she's using that as filters for how she responds, uh, that's like gold. I can't stress enough. I can't stress it enough in coaching Mm -hmm. how when you are living out your values, Mm -hmm. everything kind of falls into place. Yeah. When you feel tension, it's usually because you are misaligned with your core values. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, with values of, for example, courage and authenticity, it does, it, in that it also means having the courage to be vulnerable. Yeah. Having the courage to be honest with myself. Having the courage to do the hard work. Having the courage to do the own work. And the authenticity uh, is being as much as I can showing up as my true self. Yeah. Wow. Right? So that's the therapeutic uh, tip. Um, any life coaching tips that you would add? I'm not, I'm not going to add another thing to this because when we've been, well, maybe I will. Uh, what patterns have you been using? Mm. Like I walked you through my patterns. My mm-hmm. pattern is when I start to feel overwhelmed, I start to get busy. Mm-hmm. I try and grasp control. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, doing laundry is a really important task in life. But if it's pulling me away from actually feeling what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. that's not helpful. Right. So what are your coping mechanisms now? Right. Great. How are they working for you or not working for you? Right. And how could you use this stop exercise to bring more balance? So you're like that scale mm-hmm. where you are, you know, leaning into your resilience, but understanding your vulnerabilities at the same time. Right. So I will be practicing this because 
now that you've walked me through it, I will be listening to this episode again. Mm-hmm. And the self-compassion piece for me, I know, is a struggle. Yep. Uh-huh. It was hard for me to do that. Yeah, I know. I could tell. Your eyes were darting all over the place. <laughs> like, Stella, Stella, Stella. Yeah, right. She wants to get out of here. That's right. And you, and, and I, and I, I gotta be honest, I had to push you a little bit. And, and, and like, like Lucy had to show up. the only reason I'm doing it is because we're podcasting. I know. Otherwise I would have <laughs> left. We gotta live what we're preaching, man. I know. Yeah. So uh, we will have, uh, as I mentioned, a couple of uh, worksheets, uh, handouts uh, on our show notes. Uh, they're PDFs that uh, I are really great and can give you some very practical strategies to try to uh, manage your emotions. Yeah. This has been gold. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing that, Jillian. I really appreciate that. I want to tell you, I didn't know I was doing this at the beginning of the podcast. No, I know. She doesn't tell me these things. Uh, these, she... these sneak attacks are always the best. Yeah, well... <laughs> Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.